My Legal Club provides full legal support when you require it, enjoy savings and rewards all year round when you don't. You do not need to be a member of My Legal Club to benefit from free legal advice from our highly recommended specialist solicitors. When you or a loved one requires legal advice and a solicitor, we can help you in every area of law. We also offer a unique alternative. Sign up to our free trial and you will receive up to 25% off legal fees, 15% off legal documents, £20 restaurant vouchers for leading UK restaurants, savings and rewards with leading UK brands, a free online will, free dash cam and much, much more. As an example of how we help our members, they have saved on average over £500 plus by using My Legal Club for personal injury claims compared to many solicitors who deduct 25% of your compensation. If you or a loved one needs legal support, contact us at mylegalclub.co.uk for free consultations and no obligation quotes with highly recommended solicitors. Sign up to our free trial to receive all the free discounts and our membership benefits. Welcome to the MLC show in association with My Legal Club. I am your host Sean Rogers and I am delighted to be joined by Jimmy Slomka. Last week we looked at avenging the Nutribollocks. This week we are going to look at strategies to enhance your well-being, a healthy lifestyle and a healthy diet. Jimmy is an MNU certified nutritionist coach and part owner at Primal Training Club. You can get more information about that at primaltrainingclub.co.uk and Jimmy is well worth a follow on Instagram at Jimmy Slomka where you'll get loads of great insights and tips. Jimmy, from my own point of view, um, I don't want to eat like an Olympic uh, athlete. Um, well, if I'm on the Usain Bolt Hundreds of chicken nuggets diet, I'd probably take that to be fair. It's a lot uh, of barbecue sauce, not it? <laughs> it's a lot of sauce, isn't it? Um, I don't want to have a short-term view like with a fad or a crash diet where I'm sort of yo-yoing. Um, I want to try and create a lifestyle. Um, and people listening to this may be saying, look, I want some flexibility. I want to be able to enjoy my food, operate in a budget and it be convenient. You know, I haven't got three hours to go and get expensive fresh food and cook like a gourmet chef every day. Um, dead easy start for you, obviously, but yeah. um, where would someone start? Well, I think you've made a good point there about uh, enjoying your food. Like food has no moral value um, and it's there to be enjoyed. And as soon as you attach like rules and restrictions, then it starts to become less enjoyable. Um, in terms of flexibility, um, I think it's important to realise that like no single meal can make you any more healthy at the time of eating. So you need to look at the wider diet. Um, so going out with friends and enjoying a meal like from time to time should be part of your sustainable lifestyle. Um, but to reach that point, it's going to take time. So you're going to have to learn to prioritise things like protein and veggies and then eat for preference, but also maybe start to develop an understanding of your own like hunger and fullness cues. Um, and in terms of budget, like a lot of people feel that they need to eat organic or, you know, home homegrown food or locally grown food, which can be extremely expensive. But actually, when you look at all the research, there's no evidence that organic food is any better for you than conventionally farmed. So it doesn't actually matter. So I've heard a lot about calorie deficits. I'd like you to expand a little bit on that for us. You know, trying to eat five fruit and veg a day is bloody hard, to be fair. Um, and you know there, there are substitutes. Um, I've heard a lot about you know trying to eat the same kind of thing, but 
a healthier alternative or a slightly worse alternative, depending on the type of substitute that you're going to use. Um, obviously, we just alluded to it then, but I want to be able to you know, take my little boy to the cinema as an example, and if he wants to have a burger mm. thing, I want to be able to have that without feeling any guilt, without having to count sins or, you know, um, or even without having to actually count the calories exactly myself. I mean, how, how would you go about striking the right balance, actually, sort of Monday to Sunday? Well, there are like many ways you could achieve that goal. So I'm going to talk about tracking first because there's generally two methods of tracking and non-tracking and then the methods that fit within those. So if you were tracking your food, you could use like a flexible dieting approach. So you could potentially set up your diet so that you're allowed to have higher days and lower days. Um, or you could take a broader approach and maybe... Is that higher or lower calories? Yeah, basically. Um, and then you could probably track... You should take a broader approach and track weekly calories to give you even more flexibility. So that if you did like lose your shit one day, you could probably you know, get it back by you know, eating slightly less on a couple of other days. So it, it does give you that flexibility. But then I guess what you're concerned with is like some non-tracking methods. So you could do something like, well, skipping breakfast, or as people like to call it intermittent fast. Um, that can help to reduce calories spontaneously. Um, again, you'd be, you could prioritize protein and veggies because uh, they're going to fill you up, so the food volume. Um, and then you have the freedom to relax on that night out. So you're, you're under less pressure to pick a healthy meal and you could just literally eat whatever you wanted within reason. Um, and then there's, the, there's another couple of techniques you could lose. So you, use, you could go like a low fat or low carb um, on that particular day or leading up to that event where you want to go out for a nice meal with friends. So you can just relax a little bit more. You could even like reduce snacking or liquid calories, but they, they all work. They're all like methods. And I guess they're all tools to have in your toolbox. So you don't ne necessarily need to live by, oh, I need to, it's an intermittent fast, you know, and live by it. You know, you can use that as a tool every now and again, just to help you spontaneously reduce calories. So, yeah, I mean, I want to run this past you. So something that I try and do, um, um, genuinely have your honest views on it. I try and sort of view sort of Monday to Friday and then at the weekends I want to be able to go out with the two kids and uh, as all kids are, especially mine, it, the only predictable thing is their unpredictability. Mm. So where I'm going to end up, where I'm going to be um, and obviously as, as is the law on a Friday or Saturday night you've got to have a, a chippy tea haven't you? Mm. you know, that's just, yeah. and, a just and a beer. And a beer yeah. of course. So um, you know, I, I want to make sure that without tracking the weekend, I can kind of, you know, maybe have a, a, a normal breakfast, so to speak. But in terms of the days and the night, I kind of want to be able to do what I want to do. Mm. Um, there's a few little cheeky things that I, I did with, you know, switching beers for like gin and sugar-free lemonade because I've got a sweet tooth rather than slimline tonic or whatever. Yeah. Uh, also, if, if you, you know, also hits you a bit harder, which is nice if you're only having a couple of drinks. <laughs> um, and then Monday to Friday, I would try and be um, pretty disciplined. But what took me a very long time um, was trying to kind of um, find the lifestyle balance of that. Mm. In that, in the, you know, there, there were loads of breakfasts and lunches I could have, but the reality is I just didn't like the taste. Mm. So the real, it was horrendous, and I just wasn't going to do that long term. Um, what's your view on that kind of approach where maybe... You know, if you're not tracking, as an example, you go right Monday to Friday, I do X, and then Saturday, Sunday, I do well, Y. Well, I think like there's nothing wrong with that, but a lot of people lose their shit at the weekends. And if you're going to lose your shit and just go crazy, and you've been very restrictive through, throughout the week, you're probably going to end up with some sort of like. 
binging episode mm. at the weekend. So you've just got to be careful that all the good work that you're putting in through the week isn't cancelled out by just a crazy weekend of food and booze uh, for 48 hours. But it can definitely work, some, you know, some good habits, some good behaviours, uh, but just being more aware of what's going on at the weekend, I think, um, rather than just you know, going all gung-ho. The, I mean, turning to exercise, the, um, the old me would probably say to you, look, I know I should exercise, but, and you can all, you know, smell the butt coming, I've done my back in, my knees are in bits, um, I'm starting to get on now, so, you know, I need the WD-40 just to wake me up and my joints, um, I'm getting up in the morning knackered, I've got to somehow get ready for work, kids need to get ready, they're all going off in different directions, then I'm stuck in traffic, then I work all day. Then I've got to get home and sort out childcare, sort out teas. Then you've got all the bedtime routines to fit in and everything else. Then at some point in time, I've got to bath them. I've got to try and get my own stuff sorted as well. Oh, and by the way, we want to be in bed like relatively early to then get up again. And then we're going to repeat. I'm skint. I don't want to do it on my own. Um, and then I've got the hassle of finding somewhere to train spending the money on it, I'm going to get sweaty, I'm going to hate it, I'm going to be horrible. The sweaty changing rooms, everything's got to go in a bag, then I'll be sweaty going to work. This just sounds like a nightmare and a lot of washing, endless washing. Um, I would take the view, where am I finding the time, money, energy to do this? I know I should exercise, there'll mm. be people listening to this that know they should, no one can, no one can dispute that, but the, va- the, the science is that, and it, the data is, we get as we've referenced in the earlier shows, you know, we're not being as healthy as we should be. Mm-hmm. We're not living the healthiest lifestyles we should be, despite all knowing what the facts, and we have unlimited resources to prove this sure. now. Um, what's your advice? Well, um, it's a tough one when you put it like that. But I guess like trying to balance, um, you know, your career, work, children, you know, can be a bit of a roller coaster. Um, but I'd maybe begin to like reframe the situation. So looking at it as, you know, you should be grateful that you first of all have a body that can exercise and a body that can look after your children in the way you want to do and race around and all these things. Um, But I think like you could also make yourself a priority um, and by dedicating set times of the week um, to work on you specifically uh, would help massively. Like you probably feel guilty initially because obviously the, you feel like the requirement is to be there for your kids and, and they come first. But actually, when you realise why you're not making yourself a priority, I, I, you're putting other people first or you're too busy, you'll start to get some newfound like self-awareness. It can be quite liberating. And the other thing is you could create a support group. Uh, so start to look after each other's kids uh, for only like an hour a week and like a couple of you could go to the gym, vice versa. Um, so you're creating that time and you're also getting some social interaction. Um, and then making like increased physical activity that, so that that's stuff that's not planned exercise, making that a priority. So learning to increase your need or basically walking more. Um, and that, that's all going to help. They're all strategies that would help. Yeah, I think certainly from my own point of view, I think, I think the thing that changed for me is a lot of people will probably say, oh, well, I put my kids first, you know, I put the, mm-hmm. the family first or I put my, my work first. All these things get in the way. Um, and then I suppose you don't make your shoulds, your musts. And I think until you put yourself first, the others aren't going to get the benefit from that mm. because you could be the greatest mum, dad, business partner in the world, but if you're in the graveyard, you're not much good to everyone, are you? Exactly, yeah. So 
by putting yourself first and by putting yourself hopefully then in such a great state and certainly higher energy levels, everyone else is going to reap the benefits of that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I think, I think also you will always do more for other people than you would do for yourself, wouldn't mm-hmm. you? You know, I know quite a few people who have changed the habits, even some people who have given up smoking, actually when they've had kids. So actually they knew what... The, yeah. the the risks were in smoking, but it wasn't until they saw the kids and thought, yeah. actually, actually, I want to live a bit longer. Yeah. I want to live a bit longer for them. Move around a bit more with them. Yeah, one hundred percent breath. Yeah, a few things that that I did that that might be of use to people out there um, listening. You know, I used to always have excuses for not actually going out with the kids. It could be the weather, especially mm. in this country, um, but actually just going out on the walks and um, things like I had a lot of work calls and stuff like that so rather than sitting down at my desk I'd actually just mm. go out and walk and you'd be surprised at the mileage especially someone me who's a chatterbox how many miles you can put in when you're doing a call um, but I think I think probably the best thing with the with exercise is I would always stop and not do it because I wasn't finding the right thing to do because mm. I'd always been in team sports and I think, obviously, you know, look, I, I train with yourselves. I, I, yeah, I sure. go to Primal Training Club. And that's something that I've been able to keep that sort of longevity with because it works for me and that mm-hmm. it balances, you know, being part of a team with also having that discipline. Mm-hmm. But I think for other people, you know, you might be able... You don't have to play. You might be able to go to your local football team. Football's your thing. You can go and train with teams. It'd yeah, be exactly. grateful to have some, some, some people coming down to do that. You could speak to people in work who might want to do something at lunchtimes. And that could be as simple as actually running. Yeah, sure. In your, in your dinner times, couldn't it? Or getting up earlier. Yeah, I mean, getting out to the gym and getting back before the kids need t- to do the, the, the school run. The people just don't think they have the time to do some of these things. So as, even as something as simple as... Going to the toilet on a different floor in your building is going to mean you're going to walk more during the day, right? Your boss might not be too happy about it, but, <laughs> but basically there are ways you can get around these things. Like you, you don't always have to make an excuse. Um, you just need to like maybe look at the situation with a different mindset. Totally. I think, yeah, I completely agree. I think once you, once you make a should and must in anything in your life, that 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 is a huge change for yeah. you and i think then you can go look there are people out there who get up at silly o'clock and do this kind of thing you could alternate with your partner if you're lucky mm-hmm. enough to, to to have a partner to help out if, you, if you're a single parent there might be times during the day with childcare or whatever where as tired as you are you, if, you, if you make it your thing that that is what you're going to do especially if you do it with other people who are as committed yeah definitely to it then um you know, I think definitely that support find, network's quite important, isn't it? Yeah, it becomes um, it becomes a proper habit then, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Jimmy, I wanted to really delve a bit deeper into this for people to get a proper structure and idea of a plan. So people might be listening to going, look, love what you're saying, um, really want to get started, but I just do not want to start. As we said last last in the last show on um, Nutri Bollocks, there's so much garbage out there. Um, can you give us an idea? What would a typical day or week look like for you know someone with kids um, or, or dead busy with the job? They've just got no time. I know that people have specific needs like allergies and stuff, but generally, can you give us an example of a kind of food plan? Well, it's, it's a, that's actually quite interesting actually because it's it's so individualised that it's actually quite difficult to give a broad brush answer. Mm. Um, so, diet wise, I would say that most people would benefit from regular uh, protein intake plenty of fruits and vegetables, and then generally eating for taste, preference and enjoyment because food is to be enjoyed after all. Um, and that's going to help you stick to your diet, so whether you can adhere to your diet. Um, so a time of day that would, 
in terms of like protein, before before I ask you for examples, what, is it does it matter when? So is it kind of like look actually, you'd be better off doing protein in the mornings, or is there an impact that if you some people might be listening to this, eat at nine o'clock at night as an example, is then they want to go to bed. Again, that's probably a very individualised thing, but to be honest, as long as you're consuming regular food, um, it doesn't really matter uh, too much. Um, but I think if, you, if you're eating more regularly, you're going to ha- help to kind of develop your hunger and fullness cues, um, which is what a lot of people don't do uh, because they restrict their food maybe during the day um, and then find that they're binge eating later on in the evening and it's uncontrollable and they're overeating because they're not really learning when they're hungry and full. Uh, they're not recognising those signs. So I think yeah, like, that was my problem, so, having the big portions at like half eight, nine o'clock at night when you come in, yeah. Yeah, but again, there's nothing wrong with that if you're not going to then overeat afterwards. If you're, you know, going to go crazy, then like, you know, there's a problem there, isn't there? It needs to be, and generally you can like reduce those incidences by eating more at more regular time intervals. So maybe three larger main meals during the day, um, like protein heavy. Um, and then maybe less snacking, because obviously snacking can be problematic. Um, it's very easy to mindlessly overeat biscuits, cakes, sweets, chocolate, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then the other thing is, like in terms of exercise, like we've said before, prioritise it. Even, because even if you don't shift a pound of body weight in a year whilst you're training, just exercising alone improves your health. So irrespective of the, whether you lose any weight or not, you're improving your health massively by by exercising and training. Yeah, something for you, something for your mental health. I found was quite interesting. Even if you were only, regardless of what you were doing, just actually doing the extra rep, so to speak, or just doing something that pushes you through mm. from a mindset point of view. I found I found that made a big change to your mental health. That all the sort of pressures and struggles from the day, all the things that mm. can feel like they're weighing you down a little bit. You can almost just release some of that tension and stress, and yeah, just that 100%. feeling of pushing through. And it might—you might have only been in the gym. You might be at home. You could be running. You could even be walking and just doing something to extend that to feel like you've pushed through at the end. Made a big difference. Um, in terms of, you know, an example. If I can throw some examples in, if you can critique me on that basis, um, I found that actually stopping what I had on my desk in work <laughs> and actually having the ability to say no to people and work was helpful because mm-hmm. it, it certainly when I was working uh, in an office environment the amount of That's I mean the op- amount of chocolate drawers and sweetie drawers that are going around yeah yeah the it's office hard to resist, cake isn't it it's and it all and yeah certainly if people have gone to the yeah. trouble by the way yeah. of bringing stuff in yeah. or especially making stuff themselves it's difficult to kind of I know there's one there's one guy at our gym who's I'm sure he's banned that from work now and they have a fruit bowl so if anyone wants to snack, it's fruit only. Like, pretty cool idea, like, but... Yeah, yeah. no, uh, totally. And I think the thing, also, the thing that made the difference for me, which I know my brother's exceptional at, to be fair, is actually preparing properly on a, yeah. on a Saturday and Sunday. And you can even make that fun with the kids in terms of, also, budget for me works yeah, perfectly. Sure. And if you can do your own packed lunch, as an example... Yeah, meal and prep. Yeah. yeah, and you're in control of it, so you're not going, I've got nothing to eat, yeah. I've forgotten to bring something... I'm struggling for time. Yeah, I will just nip to the Greggs, or yeah. I will just. And nip also, to like that's really cost-effective, isn't it? Because you know, you know what it's like. If you're going to nip out for lunch, you can easily it can easily creep into like ten, twelve, fifteen pounds if you're not careful. Oh. Uh, for for you know a lunchtime. Yeah, with it with ease. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously my examples are mainly Liverpool and Manchester based, but 
by the time you if you go out and buy yourself a coffee as an example and mm. then buy yourself some kind of sandwich which is actually yeah. actually in the red and for you, fat and, salt and, and sugar and you're going to probably want more than just a sandwich as well don't you yeah and then they push the meal deal yeah, for you so exactly. you get the crisp or you get yeah. the chocolate bar or whatever whereas opposed to that you do your packed lunch um you know i i i use substitutes which work quite well for me um you know i i did things like the um the Warburton's um, protein bagels, yeah. so that instead of me just having a, a, like a white sam, a white bread sandwich, I would have a protein bagel with mm. whatever you know, chicken, things like that. Just yeah. prepare it ready. Bananas, get the get the um, the fruit intake up. Um, I would take in you know a protein shake for my lunch because sure. yeah. I, I'm just not that. I'll be honest, I'm not that good at getting protein in naturally. Mm. So it would really help me. And the big thing that helped me from mental health and from a diet point of view was making breakfast a much bigger priority for me. Yeah, sure. I would get up earlier um, and make sure that I start the day on a real good level with a healthy breakfast. Yeah. You know, you've given me tips and ideas on that in terms of, you know, porridge but putting yeah. putting additional items in there. But yeah. you know, I know some people like to put say honey in there as yeah. an example. You can chop up bananas or, or whatever, put them yeah. in there. Fruit, nuts, seeds, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I would I would have a protein shake as well yeah. in the mornings and that would I'd find that rather, honestly, I'd have breakfast and be hungry at night. Mm. Like I'm a, when I eat, I can eat, you know, mm. I have a big appetite. But I actually found that I could get through to lunchtime mm. totally fine. And then my pat lunch was cool as well because I wasn't so hungry that I was finding that it wasn't even filling a hole, if you know what I mean. Sure. Um, and just other little tips like obviously water. Yeah, exactly. Stay well hydrated, yeah. Water really was a big, big difference to me in terms of, in terms of kind of, I wouldn't be shy. I mean, I've even been in a, in some big meetings where I would still go in with my bottle of A and B and water and I've no issues with that at all. And then as soon as it's empty, go and refill it. Maybe not in the middle of the meeting, mm. perhaps. <laughs> um, but th there are things you can do and, and I wouldn't worry about what it looks like to other people because I, I, honestly, I've been in so many different places, so many successful people that do weird and wild, wonderful things when mm. it comes to the, the, it doesn't matter if it works for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's important. I think you, you just have to find something that works for you. Um, you know, with some kind of like global guidelines, as it were. But um, we've talked about like fruits, veggies, protein, stay well, well hydrated. I was going to say, I struggle with, with protein. Can you give us some examples of how could I get more protein in at breakfast, lunch, and tea? Give people yeah, I mean, how would they do it? Breakfast, like, um, like you've said before, you could have uh, like protein porridge. So you could add some protein powder to porridge, add a few berries, seeds, you know, nuts, whatever, make that more of a meal. Or you could go for something like um, a higher protein yogurt. Um, so a lot of the yogurts out there aren't particularly high protein, but there are some very good ones, and you, you actually you actually feel quite full from them because um, they're not the easiest thing to eat, but they are very tasty. I think there's a couple out there like a two percent fat and a five percent fat version that are pretty good. So you're going to get around sort of nine to ten grams of protein per hundred grams. So that could be like three to four like large tablespoons, um, maybe slightly more than that. And that's going to get you around sort of 25 to 30 grams of protein at breakfast. And again, you could just throw in some berries, some seeds, whatever on top, just to make it more of a well-rounded meal, more palatable. Say we're doing a packed lunch, what, give us some ideas for getting protein. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with like sandwiches. So, you know, sandwiches are a staple, really. Um, you can have an extremely healthy sandwich. So, you know, sort of tuna, sweet corn, low-fat mayo, that sort of thing. Um, or just chicken and salad with whatever flavouring you want on that or whatever sauce. Um, What's your take on bread, Jimmy? I know a lot of people say, "Look, I can't go near the bread; it's like stapling it yeah, to my sh stomach." We shouldn't, we shouldn't hate on bread, to be honest. Like even like what you would perceive to be poor quality white bread is still fortified with vitamins and minerals. 
there is still some nutrition there. There's macronutrients and micronutrients. Um, it's just that the whole low carb thing has been blown out of proportion. Um, there's, there's nothing wrong with eating bread. You know, most people love bread, love toast. Why would you want to give that up? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> totally. Like, yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah, totally. Peanut butter and jam on toast. Oh, winner. <laughs> <laughs> and then tea times. Okay, so I think, I don't know what you think. I've spoken to a few people who think they struggle with um, portion size at tea time because you've had a stressful day. You're starting to feel tired. Um, a lot of people would either have the glass of wine or whatever. At that time of night, a lot of people reach for something that's comforting. Yeah, sure. So that could be the point in time where you have the biggest meal of the day. That could be where maybe you overeat portion size. Could be where you have the wrong type of dessert, perhaps, if you've got a sweet tooth. Um, so again, you probably set up your meal with like choosing like a, some sort of protein portion. So, um, you know, fish, meat, whatever, and then some veggies and then some like starchy carbohydrates around that, some potatoes, rice whatever you want to go for, whatever's your preference. But I think a lot of people in the evening, because they've had such a stressful day, you can be distracted. So having like a distraction-free meal and slowing down, um, you know, no phones, no television, no computer, um, just you and your food and the company that you're with can help you to like really get more in tune with how full you are. And there's no requirement to finish. Actually talk to your partner at night time, wow. Yeah, there's actually no requirement to finish all the food on your plate. Yeah. Like, you know, actually, you, the satiety signal gets sent from the brain to the gut and back again. It takes about 20 minutes. So if you're wolfing your food down in five minutes time, it's no, it's no surprise you're still hungry because that signal's not reached there yet. Um, so slowing down, distraction-free meals, um, putting your knife and fork down, more, more chews per mouthful, all these sort of things. They sound really simple, but they work. Yeah, they do, actually. And, work. you know, people often like talking about, you know, I feel so bloated from the food I'm eating, but you've probably just eaten too fast. Slow it down. Um, and learning those sort of things over time, they're not going to happen overnight, but learning to do these things over time are going to help you massively. So, so hypothetically, um, would I be right in suggesting that you could potentially buy fairly cheap, you could even go reduced bags of veg, peas, sweet corn, you could go sweet potato fries, you could do them yourselves if you have the time, but if not, you could potentially buy sweet potato fries. Sure as an example, and you could do fish, chicken, and just blitz the veg in the microwave, put the oven on for 20 minutes, Look, deal with it, the kids. If it's convenient, cool. then do it. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we know that, like, even tinned and, or tinned veg is even, it can, it can carry a lot of nutrients. There's nothing to say that that's unhealthy. Um, frozen veg as well, like, you know, again, something that's really easy and convenient to use um, and readily accessible. Um, yeah, and there's like, you know, if you need to use your microwave, use your microwave. Um, it's for convenience, isn't it? You know, it can help to cut down time and meal prep. That's it for this week, everyone. Um, thank you, Jimmy, for being such a fantastic guest across the three shows. Um, as I say, Jimmy's an MNU certified uh, nutritionist, coach and co-owner of Primal Training Club. If you want any further information, please do check out primaltrainingclub.co.uk. Uh, if you want to ask for any further information on ideas with exercise, nutrition, please do get in touch uh, with them and Jimmy. You can get Jimmy on Instagram at Jimmy Slomka. Um, on next week's show, we'll be looking into the mentality of nutrition and well-being uh, with leading NLP coach and MLC show regular George Cunningham. Do not miss that one. 
Um, he's got some pretty embarrassing things planned for me. So if you want to giggle at me, which I'm sure you do, um, make sure that you get involved. In the meantime, please share and spread the word about the MLC show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please hit us with a five-star review. And remember to check out the products and services at mylegalclub.co.uk. Please stay well and take care. The Business Services Club is a unique business-to-business brokerage. When you need a service for your business or you want to compare your existing business, get in touch for free and no obligation quotes. We have created a specialist panel of commercial partners to support your every business need. We will provide you with free and no obligation quotes via the Free to Access Business Services Club. As an example, you may need EL, PL or Professional Indemnity Insurance quotes, Forensic Accountants, Self-Employed Bookkeeping, Funding, Working Capital, Interest Only Lending with no personal guarantees, Employment and HR Support, Web Development, Training, Legal Advice or even Online Marketing. No matter what you and your business require, we will meet your needs. Free up precious time researching and analysing new or existing outsourced partners via our one-stop business solution. See how we can help you and your business via businessservicesclub.co.uk.